Welcome to the Nighttime Show. I am your head writer, Matt Walker. With us, as always, we have the very funny Mike Glazer. And our special guest, you know from the Howard Stern Show, Crank Yankers, and Terrorizing Telemarketers, please welcome the one and only Jim Florentine. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and now your host, the man who's made more bad phony phone calls than anyone I've ever met, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. What's going on? How we doing? Yeah! We're live from Genghis Cohen, yes, and uh, and we are uh, we are sitting here with Jim Florentine, uh, sir. I'm a uh, huge, huge fan of you, big mm-hmm. fan. Very excited to have you here at this uh, this Chinese restaurant. It's the only place where you can get podcasts and egg rolls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as far it's pretty as I nice, know. man. It's uh, yeah. I feel like I'm in church with these like pews here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a fucking weird location, but it's something. And it's, with our huge audience, yeah, watching we got us. a lot of. There's a lot of people here. Yeah. Anyways, um, this is a. It's so cool to have you here, man. Uh, you you have a, a new book out. This is a very. Is mm-hmm. this is this? Uh, have you written a book before? Is this a, no? This, this is the first, the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. My God, how does that feel? Is it? Uh, it's torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three years to put it together. Yeah. You know, everyone I know that's God. written a book says it's the hardest thing they've ever done. What it is because it's constant going back and forth. It's got to be edited. You got to get a book editor in there, and oh then you know this. And they don't like this. Take this out and chop it up, and all that stuff. Structure. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's but it's a, worth it in the long run. But it is a pain, it's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how how did you write? How long did it take you to write the book? Yeah, but I mean, well, it's it's pretty much transcribed from my podcast. A lot of it's from there. That's the original idea behind it because I just go on my podcast to rant about different like awful shit, like awful Facebook posts and people posting pictures of their food mm-hmm. and you know vanity right. plates, license plates, and shit like that. So, sure. yeah. and then I just transcribed a bunch of podcasts and made it into a book form, cut it all mm-hmm. down, finagled it. How to make sense, you know, all that shit. So, sure, yeah. awesome. That's amazing. Uh, did you have friend? Did you ask like friends to read it or things like that, or did you just have like an editor? Like, yeah, I just had like a book editor. No, I didn't have any friends to read it because I'm like, oh, whatever. I just got to put it out. I got to be confident in it, you know. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> no, nah, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I've only known one or two people in my life that have ever written a book, and uh, I've I've watched them try to figure out the you know the way to handle something like that because it's a lot. It's a big mm-hmm. book. I mean, it's not just some. It's not a fucking pamphlet. yeah. Like for my day job, I've had to proofread a couple books, which is. Uh, torture because <laughs> to go through a book like it's one thing if you read a book and something when you read through a book and then you got to look for all the grammatical things or like you should have a comma here or this word is misspelled oh and all that it's uh it's like a whole different experience of reading something well this is a big yeah. deal now you have but to yeah. go and then you're out and you have to promote it you have to go do interviews and all that shit yeah uh, that's all right I, you know look i used to i used to live down in florida and mow lawns like 25 <laughs> lawns a day when <laughs> right. it's 100 degrees in yeah. august yeah. in the humidity so I, i'm not gonna bitch about you know yeah. Having to do a bunch of radio shows and podcasts to promote the book. Did you do an audio book too? Yeah. Which that's torture too because yeah. it's like four nine hour sessions in a studio just reading. Oh, wow. After God. after like three, four hours you're seeing double. Like you just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Right. Every word's got to be right and you yeah. go back and all that stuff. So now, and when you do something too. like that, are you doing any voices while you're doing it? No, I just read it. Okay. You yeah. know. Oh man, that's just a fucking ordeal. I don't, I'm not good yeah. at doing voices. Just to basically, this yeah. is it. <laughs> like, like yeah. you tried it, and they were yeah. like, "Why don't you?" Just yeah, I'm just. Yeah, that's why I always yeah. knew. Like even when I first started doing comedy, I go, "I'll never be on SNL." I got. I don't do characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just like I got that. I don't even. Yeah. So anyone that got him, like I'm like jealous of him. That I wasn't gonna get that slot. So right, yeah. right, right. That's amazing. Um, where did you Where did you grow up? Like where? Yeah, uh, New Jersey. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Is that still live there? You still live in New Jersey? Yeah. yeah. Where Where in New Jersey? Like Central New Jersey? Jersey, about hey. a half hour outside the city. Yeah. I love. So New are Jersey. you a Philadelphia sports fan? No, or a New York sports more New York. Fan? But I don't like the New York teams either. I picked like weird teams. Like, like Miami, Miami and football, <laughs> San Francisco Giants and baseball. I don't know. I just took a liking them when I was a little okay. kid. I don't mind, the, you know, some of the New York teams. I don't like the Mets. I just tell my son, I got a seven-year son, you just can't be a Jet fan. Because <laughs> sure. that's, that's a life wonderful. of misery. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, just don't, I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. to you. Because I don't want, you know, so just that's Yeah, when, when Mark Sanchez pick. is a fond memory for you, that's not a good sign. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he knows. So he hates the Jets, which yeah. is good. Nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, fuck the Jets, you know. Well, yeah. I just say, look, you're just going to be miserable the rest of your life. So. Yeah. You're right. Just yeah. pick a different team. Whatever Steven, team it's you like pick. if you like the Padres, you know. Yeah. You're never going to have a good. Knowing you, you just don't like the Jets because you're a fan of the Sharks and West Side Story. That's what you da 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 Oh my! Wow, gosh. that was a musical theater reference. Yes, it was. Thank you so much for bringing that up in front of Jim Florentine. <laughs> you son of a bitch! What's the matter with you? Sorry, uh, trying to act like a man today. I'm now, sorry. did you do? Did you do a lot of? Uh, uh, I know that. I mean, my the thing that I know you best from is from Crank Anchors, but mm-hmm. other people know you from other shows and other movies and other and as a stand-up comic. I mean, I know you, of course, as a as a comedian. Right. What did you start first? Like, what did you do first? How did you get into You know, this? the stand-up, doing the stand-up, and then I got the gig on Crank Anchors. Um, you know, I had, the, I had these CDs out where I messed with telemarketers called Terrorizing Telemarketers. Yeah. I would just sit by my phone away from the call, and then I would just record them. And my buddy was telling me, he's like, dude, you're on to some shit, man. This is some good stuff. I'm like, you think? I, th- I only thought it was funny. And then um, I want to make it a CD, and I just put it out. I figured I'll sell it off to my comedy shows. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll, you know... I'll make a few bucks, get my name out there. And my buddy Don Jamison, who's a friend of mine, knew <laughs> Gary Delabati, the producer over at the Howard Stern Show. And I knew Gary because he would host some comedy shows, so he knew me. So he went to his office one day, and we dropped off the CD. I'm like, he goes, all right. He goes, yeah, if it's funny, we'll play it. Mm-hmm. He goes, and meanwhile, there's a stack of CDs yes. on the desk. I go, there's no yeah. way this thing is getting played. Yeah. Yeah, and the next morning, he started playing it. Like, I was Whoa. sleeping. Play it nonstop. Yeah, the next, I'm yeah. sleeping because I'm working as a comic, so I don't get up to like 10 or 11. Sure. And I got like all these voicemails on my machine. Dude, Howard Stern's playing your stuff. He's talking about you. He played like three Holy tracks. Like, who is this guy? This shit. stuff is amazing. The next day it was on the air. Whoa. Yeah. And then a month later, I'm on the show sitting in, and all of a sudden I start selling out all these comedy clubs because he's promoting them at the mm-hmm. improv in Pittsburgh, whatever it is. And then Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla, like, you know, a month after that, go, hey, we're looking for guys to do prank calls. And they were fans of Stern, and they mm-hmm. heard me. They go, who is this guy? We want him on our show. So I was like the only unknown to get that gig. And it was only because I put that fucking stupid CD out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Howard started playing, and Jimmy and Adam were big fans and heard it. And they go, we want this guy for the show. Oh, my God. Wow. That's insane. It was weird how it just happened. I had no idea I was going to take off. I, had no, I just figured out. I, I made like 100 of them up. I said, maybe I'll eventually <laughs> sure. sell them. At, yeah. at that time, how long you when when, when uh, the Howard Stern moment happened? Like, how long you had you been doing stand up prior to that? Um, about eight eight nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were ready. Yeah, to so be I was already headlining. Head I was headlining B you rooms. You had enough material to do an act. Yeah, B and C rooms. Yeah. I was already headlining. Yeah. You know, the A rooms I was featuring in, but I had a, a forty five minutes, no problem. Yeah, because we we had a we interviewed Melissa Villasenor, who's on SNL. 
And when she won, or no, and she didn't win, but she, she got to got, the finals. She of got America's finals got on America's Got Talent, and then they sent her all over the world basically to do stand up and to headline, and she wasn't yeah, ready because she was and had a really fucking. Hard I mean, we time. knew her from doing open mics because she done stand up for like three years at that point. She did great voices, yeah, but like she then went on the road and she had a, a really rough time of it because she just they wanted more time than she was able to give. Yeah. yeah. So thank God you had, you had the stuff to be able to, yeah, I was already around. So that was good. So I was ready when I got p- pushed into headline in these, you know, the eight rooms. Man. So it was perfect timing. Like everything worked out perfect. How did you start recording? Like, did you get a, like an old tape recorder with the suction cup and put it to the back of the phone? Or how did you, how were you doing these recordings? No, the radio then? shack had like a thing where you can hook it up to a phone. It was a cassette, pl- yeah. actual cassette. Right. And you plug it right into the phone and just record, you just hit record and play when the phone rings oh wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and even when i i did i've done six of those cds and i just Mm -hmm. i didn't do one for like eight or nine years and about two years ago i did another one and i still went back to the old school i went to radio shack got the recorder (laughs) with a cassette like the last remaining radio shack in america yeah we were trying to do it different ways like no technology i'm like all right cool whatever it is and we're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out nothing sounded good i'm going i'm going back to the original yeah so uh there's like a sound that you get from a tape that's different than when you record digitally. And it just, in some things, it just sounds better. It's almost like an album. You know, vinyl sounds better than a CD or an MP3. Yeah. There's just a richer sound to it. So I went back to that and recorded. But that's what I did. So it was 80 bucks. I went and bought a a bunch of cassettes, like the best blank cassettes I can get. I just started recording and see where it was going. You bought the last 10 cassettes in America. Yeah, I know. (laughs) know. It was super cheap. It was great. Did did this come out of... Anger at telemarketers or boredom? Boredom. Or boredom. Mm-hmm. Just boredom because I was working at night doing stand-up. I had nothing going on during the day. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting home. And you're I, getting calls all the time anyway. I'm getting called yeah. constantly. Just the phone's ringing nonstop. So I'm like, I'm just going to see how long I can keep on the phone because I, I had nowhere to go. Are there any of those things so that you That's were like you fucked with the telemarketer that you remember being brilliant that was before you recorded? Like, is there anything where you're like, man, I really wish I would have recorded this call? No, not really. Because I didn't even think I was on anything. I was telling mm-hmm. my buddy Don Jameson, who was a big Jerky yeah. Boys fan. I, I, I heard some of the Jerky Boys stuff. Like, I was a prank call fan, but I was like, Whatever, and he's like, dude, I would tell him what I did. He goes, you got to start recording this stuff. He goes, first of all, he goes, put me on three-way because I want to hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he heard one of my calls. He goes, dude, you got to start recording this. You're on to something. I'm like, you think? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a, but I remember I did like two calls, and I, br- I brought it over to my mom's house. And my grandmother was like 73 at the time, and my nephew was 10 years old. And I played it for both of them, and they were both laughing. I go, if I can make a 73-year-old and a 10-year-old laugh at the same thing, mm-hmm. I think I'm on to something. That's good. You're 100% yes. right. Because there was no cursing, because you couldn't curse, because then they can hang up. Yeah, right. Two rules of telemarks. If you don't curse or tell them you don't want the product, they can't hang up, because they usually got a supervisor listening. So I never cursed. They were all clean. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a 10-year-old's laughing at it and a 73-year-old's laughing at it. Because, you know, old people hate them, too, because they always take their money yeah. and shit like that. And the 10-year-old thought it was funny, too. So I was like, oh, man, I, you know, I could be onto something. That is so cool. That's amazing. Now, did you, no, did you uh, ever – we were talking about this earlier today. Is that, like, sometimes a, your phone number could be a little too close to someone else's phone number. So you get phone calls that are meant for someone else. Did you ever do anything to, like – uh, like I know some people have done c- calls have like intentionally gotten phone numbers like they go to the phone company and get a phone number that's like one digit off from another one so some of those are like inbound calls yeah well there was a, another guy called the touch tone terrorist yeah. he got all these numbers around a UPS number 
like one eight hundred, whatever, and mm-hmm. he got like twenty of the numbers. If someone hit one wrong number, it would go to his house. Oh so he had yeah. all these lines. So they actually and he's only did like Big Willie. Was yeah, Big kid? Willie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so no one's not thinking. No one's thinking. He goes, okay, UPS, whatever. So they're thinking they're calling UPS. No yeah. one's gonna think like, all right, some guy must have set up twenty lines and yeah. he's messing with me. Because so, what crazy person would do that? No crazy yeah. person. Exactly. So yeah. he had him, and he just like, well, I'm looking for my package. Yeah, I set it on fire. I was smoking crack. Like, what? <laughs> His stuff was genius too, man. It was great. I would God. love to hear from somebody like at UPS who then had to get the call when they finally called back and got the real number, and they're like, "I was just talking to some guy there, and he's Big Willie, and he said he pissed on my package." Like, yeah. You know. yeah but you worked with him on on Crank Anchors. Yeah, he was on Crank Anchors. Yeah. But but I would I had a bunch of friends that had businesses, mm-hmm. and telemarketers call the businesses every day. So whenever I was near the phone, if I was going to record calls that day, I would call them all and go, "Hey." If any telemarketers call, just give them my number. Say, oh, he's at this at location today. Mm-hmm. So I would get a ton of calls on that day yeah. that I was recording. Oh, that's so great. That's awesome. And then if I went, like, if I went to like a subway and it was like a gym membership, I'd sign up in two yes, seconds. Yeah, get the call. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, put the phone number down, fake address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, then it got the to best. the point, like, I would, if, you know, because now there's do not call us and the telemarketers don't call as much and now they call your cell phone. So I would just go online and fill out like a, a I'm looking for a refinance my mortgage. <laughs> oh, you fill out tons. a form. They call and like by the time you hit send, they're already calling. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they call right away or a car insurance or a warranty on your car. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you just fill out shit online and they call right away. I had yeah. I had one uh, that I kept I kept him going for. <laughs> Months, uh, months, probably, like, probably over a year. I think. Probably over a year. That real estate I, guy. I would play his his cl- the clips of it on stage sometimes. Really, it was really funny. It was this this guy called from Remax, and he was like, uh, "Hi there, you know, I want to, uh, I'd like to uh, talk to you about, you know, you know, uh, buying your home. Your property is worth a lot of money." And and I would go, uh, "Well, uh, and by the I, way, you I, don't I, own any property." <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't own any property. So I go, "I, I don't." Uh, I, like that's my. You'd have to talk to my dad. Uh, let me see if I can get him on the phone. And my mom's here. I, you can talk to my mom. And they, the guy would go, "Sure, sure, sure." And so I'd, I'd go, okay, "Ma, Mama, please take the phone." And then I'd go, uh, 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 "Hello, to, to help is the 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 house for sale." And then they'd go, "Yes, uh, we'd like to. You know, are interested in buying the house?" And I'd go. Okay, the house is a problem. Is the ghosts? <laughs> there is ghosts in the house. In this, uh, the 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 walls bleed. <laughs> and uh, the crystal, and they so scared. And I would do this, and the guy would go. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring in someone to uh, cleanse the whole house. All really? Right. Yeah. Oh, and he would always have an answer, no matter what horrifying thing I said. Like the other day, I come in and there's two lizard, big lizard people. They're like half man, half a lizard. They f- make a love in my bed, and there's scales everywhere, and it's, uh, they they put the, they ruin the sheets. And he go, I have an exterminator. I can call. It would always he'd always That's have great. something, and I just started recording them, and then looping in friends so that they could hear me do it you know but i was doing it on my cell phone which is like you can barely find any sort of program to be able to record cell phone calls or anything yeah it's tough yeah is there any have you has there ever been legal recourse where you've had like a company or someone get mad at you for using their their audio or does it not if if, if it's an incoming call as long as you beep out their name and their company you're pretty much safe because they're calling your house yeah yeah outgoing is different Outgoing is different. Outgoing is different. Yeah. That's you can get harassment and all that stuff. Because someone, because like on Stern, sometimes they they talk about how there's like some legendary calls they can't play on the air because they can't get permission from the people. I know there's one that like 
they say Richard Christie and Sal did like 10 years ago and they every once in a while still try calling the guy to like try to get permission because it's the best call they ever did and just they're not allowed to do it yeah you know yeah that's what crank anchors they had a call afterwards and say hey it was just a joke or just a Mm -hmm. tv show and with that was funny because usually people go, no, absolutely not. Because you just mess with somebody. Yeah. They're, they're a little they're mad. They're 50 bucks and they're like, okay. You know, so they're like, absolutely not. They go, oh, you know, we'll call you back in a couple of days. So they mm-hmm. wait them, like, let them sift like three days. And meanwhile, usually what happened is they would call, tell all their friends, just show Crank Anchors yeah. called. And they're, and they're like, Crank Anchors, that's my favorite show. Oh, my God. Uh, and by yeah. the time they call back three days later, okay, I want the puppet to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> my and Comedy Central would just give them a T-shirt. And that yeah. was it. Wow. Yeah. So they'd wait a few Jeez. days like, Yes. Calm, calm, calm down and there was always somebody like my friend my, my neighbors say this is a popular show I want to be on it and the puppet is the puppet going to look like me and they're like yeah we're going to you know whatever yeah. just oh BS them and, then, <laughs> and they would send them a t-shirt in the mail that's awesome that's amazing but there was some definitely that we did, that didn't get permission for you know that we yeah. just said no sure. we're not we're not yeah. going to yeah. So have you like were any of those involving you? Like, are there something you remember like you did? I don't, that were rem- great I don't think no? so. I think we. I don't remember it because I would just do the calls and they would go, okay, let's just try another one or whatever. Yeah. So there might have been like one or two, but I think it's it was pretty much. Mm-hmm. They were good at working them over the phone. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny how you offer someone a free T-shirt. Like, sure, no yeah, problem. I'll, yeah. I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine like that. That was somebody's job was to call people back and be like, "Can we use your?" I know that's like a, that's that's you, like an actual job somebody had. You for, never but. want you never want to be the guy to just fuck with them to mm-hmm. call back. Yeah, like it, no. it shouldn't have been me. Go, hey, dude, I was just joking. Like they're yeah. super no, angry. Then you're done. Oh, no. So you distance yourself from that call. Let somebody else call. You get like a a young sounding girl who's like that's, not going to be a you know abrasive and doesn't sound antagonistic, and they're just super nice. You do that, and then they're. In New York on Billy on the Street, we were, when we would walk around the streets for the show and he'd start messing with everyone, it was like young, like just young, kind people. It was just young, kind people's job to like run up to these like old Russian women that <laughs> Billy had just messed with and been like, oh my gosh, wasn't that so fun? Just sign right here. Thank you so much. Bye. And that was like the end of it. <laughs> wow. So yeah. We did a bunch of hidden camera stuff. Uh, these DVDs, me and my friends, and we, uh, we'd always get like a hot chick. Mm-hmm. Like we mess with a guy. Usually, yeah. and then we get a hot chick to go over and get the release, and she'd flirt with them. I'm a bartender. I bartend on 50, 50, and 6. You should come in and see me. Really? You do? Yeah. I just signed here. You were so great. No, it's going to be so funny. Yeah. You're like the star of it. Yeah, come in and say, I'll go up first rounds on me. Yeah. Wow. No, okay, no problem, sign. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, one of my favorite things to do when it comes to uh, to having a guest on is we, we like to go to IMDb, and we like to look at the first whatever the first credit is that IMDb says your credit is, whether it is true or not, mm-hmm. uh, we try to fact check IMDb a little bit. Okay. Uh, it says your first credit is a uh, a movie called White Chicks Incorporated. Yes. That starred you uh, and uh, Artie Fletcher and uh, our, one, of, one of my favorite guys, Jim Norton. How yeah. fucking cool is that shit? That's amazing. Was that is that re- that's a real thing that happened? Yeah, there was uh, in New York. I think there was a thing called backstage. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, yeah have... backstage. Okay, yeah. so backstage. So there was an ad like looking for two guys to play best friends in a movie, comedic, you know, preferably comedians. You know, send your headshot here. So I saw it and I sent it. And the guy called me. Goes okay. He goes, yeah, I want you to be in my film. I'm shooting it on. <laughs> 
Is that on 35 millimeters. Uh, it's like in 1999. I'm like, yeah. okay. And he's like, you have a friend that want, you want to play? I go, yeah, I got this friend, this guy already. I goes, okay, he's in. He didn't even check anything. He goes, you have any other comedian friends for some roles? I'm like, yeah, send me the script. So I, I mm-hmm. talked to Jim Norton. Rich Voss is in it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There's a bunch of Otto and George, Shit. the late great Otto oh, yeah. George is in it. So all these comics, I'm like, yeah, I got a role for That's you. That's a other great guy. cast. I know. So it was pretty, and you know, it was horrible movie, but we yeah. were like, you know, we were all young. We're like, we'll do it. Did yeah. you get paid for it or was it just sort of like a, uh, just a like deal? a day raid, yeah. whatever. But you know, we do a real film shot on yeah. 30. The guy yeah. lost like $150,000 on it. <laughs> Oh. It never got sold. Nobody cared. It was terrible. Right. Is it on like Netflix or something now? No, or it, no, no it's nothing. Just, it's nothing. in a drawer somewhere. It's in a drawer. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't get sell. He's like, we're going to take this thing to Sundance. I'm like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. He's like, wow. did you book your flight to Sundance? I go, no, I'm waiting. You know, I just, uh, you know. Oh my so the guy just decided he wanted to be in the movie biz. Nice guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just like, okay. And he goes, yeah, whatever comedian friends you think would be for this role. So. And we all did. It was terrible. There's but, nothing uh, better in this business than people with a lot of money who want to get into the business. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's so, yeah. it's such a bad idea. But we did have one guy on who was successful with that was, uh, we had Oren Pelly. Yeah. Who made uh, Paranormal Activity. He was just a computer programmer. That's and he, he just started just making that movie day. in his spare time. And then that one becomes like the greatest hit of all time. He created Paranormal Activity right. while he was working at a tech he company. He made for wow. like, he put like 25 grand of his own money into it. And it wound up making like 125 million. It was some, oh, something yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's and then, like the biggest the biggest uh, return on investment ever like yeah, in yeah. a fucking movie. But he like, I mean, that's that's so... But he's it, the one guy who successfully yeah. did it. He's the only one I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My, like one of my first, uh, my, my first acting job in LA is a movie that I just found out it is actually listed on IMDb, but I'm not listed on it. Thank God. Oh, I'm going to um, change that. Oh, yeah. you better not, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It was I'm going to add that it credit was, tonight. It was a movie about a woman that has a dog and then at mm-hmm. nighttime the dog transforms into a man and then she fucks the man <laughs> and I played the voice of the dog during the day and then at nighttime uh, she would fuck the that's the, love on a leash the, yeah it was called love on a leash it was it was directed by a Chinese woman who didn't speak any almost any English and wrote the script in broken English and made the actress perform it in broken English really <laughs> like American actors like and said, it doesn't she wrote make it in Chinese and like any Google translate yeah basically she Google translated <laughs> so you're doing like lines like uh, like you are such good friends you know like things like that like yeah. just bad and you know who got me that job Ari Shafir <laughs> really? That's who got me the job. Uh, By the way, because he um, had the job and he didn't want it, and he yeah, made you take. They it. offered it to him, and he was. And the offer was, uh, you get paid uh, for the entire movie. It was two hundred dollars, right? Right. And then on the day of the our first day, I said, "Well, when do I get paid?" And she said. Oh no! What I have for you instead is this, and she pulled out a bag of wontons. <laughs> And a cantaloupe. And she tried to pay me with a cantaloupe and really? a bag of wontons. She paid in food. Yeah. It's a weird business. It really, uh, really, really is. We make some terrible, terrible but choices. But in the beginning, you just want to be on set. I, yeah. I did yeah. a lot of extra so work. Fun. I did you know, extra work for 100 bucks a day, 75 bucks. You just yeah. hang out. Like yeah. My first uh, on-camera thing was in some crappy movie called Tears of a Clown. Which which again had a ton of comics and it was Don DC Curry was one of the stars and he was a lot of big black comics were in that movie and I played some guy at a redneck bar 
and I have two lines, uh, and I'm not on screen when you hear me say the lines. Right. No. So I was dear, like, dear God. But the funny thing was, I wound up in like one of the production stills. Like I was in the, I was like, it was me and like the star were in that same. Just the one shot that you could actually see me on camera was, and I was used in one of the main production stills. Oh, for the movie. Matt Walker. So. You know what movie you were not in, uh, <laughs> but Jim Florentine oh, was in was Trainwreck, which I. Uh, that you were, you, know, you were in Trainwreck, yeah, right, and uh, and you did an episode of Louie, which was a fucking, I mean, one of the biggest shows ever, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I know you did like multiple episodes of Inside Amy Schumer. What's what's uh, your relationship like with those people? I mean, working with them, and stuff uh, like you that. know, Amy, I know doing stand up, you know, and um, you know, when a TV show came out, she like, you know, she wanted to cast a lot of comics, friends of hers that she mm-hmm. knew, they'd best. be right for the role, so yeah. You know, I got in there, and then when Trainwreck came out, she's like, "Look, I got a, I got a part for you." You know, what you do? I'm doing a thing where it's a bunch of one. I'm having a bunch of one night stands with a bunch of creeps, and I want you to be one of those creeps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No problem." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never been to, more right for a role exactly. in my life. Exactly. I'm not gonna have to research this at all. Chicks have thrown me out of the apartment plenty of times. Oh my god! And I actually made the cut. There was a lot of comics that didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. You know, so I actually, you know, there's got a bunch of guys that got cut off. So, so I stayed in, which was great. So, it was, yeah. you know, it was a huge film. It was made like yeah. 180 million dollars. That's, yeah, that's a huge fucking movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It changed her entire. Like it changed like the pathway of her life completely. Yeah, yeah. Because before that, she was like, "I'm a stand-up comedian, and people enjoy me, and people like my sketches and stuff." And then after that movie, she was like, "I'm best friends with Jennifer Lawrence." <laughs> yeah, and then it was like star. she's a movie star. Like yeah. she got nominated for an Oscar. Like. Right. It completely changed. Like, I knew her from uh, doing Last Comic Standing. We were on the same season together. And I remember being like, I'd see her around. She was very nice. Uh, And then, you know, watching somebody rocketeer out of this fucking (laughs) business into a different stratosphere. We just watched that with Tiffany Haddish, who's like one of our dear friends. We had Thanksgiving with her at your house two years ago. Yeah, there was like six of us sitting around having Thanksgiving together. And And she sexually harassed Robbie the whole time, which was hilarious. Yeah, we had a bunch of rubber dicks. We just, I don't know why we had a bunch of rubber dicks, dicks, but we had a bunch of rubber dicks and they were flaccid rubber dicks. We were throwing them at Robbie, who's on our show sometimes and he he enjoyed it too much he he went into a dick frenzy yeah he went into a full dick frenzy and she kept whacking him in the face with these rubber dicks and we were like and then she was like oh by the way i'm gonna be in a movie uh we were like oh sounds 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 good yeah good for you love on a leash too or yes yeah exactly and then it was uh it was girls trip and it was like yeah just explosion and then you know fucking hosting SNL and then she came to she was on our show at the improv and called in the day before and went uh I can't do the show. I I just got booked on a gig that pays like a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm going to be on the other on the other coast. And I was like, we have fifteen of your family members coming to the show. We have like uncles and cousins and relatives of yours that all bought tickets. And she was like, well, they'll have a really good time yeah. without me. I'll, I owe you one. I'll be back soon. Yeah. And she's come back and stuff. She's that was uh, after she did SNL. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, what are you gonna how, do? how dare you turn down our seventeen dollar gig at the Improv yeah. for a hundred thousand dollars in the brand? What? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's fucking crazy. It must be insane, especially with like, I mean, I know that you knew Louie before you guys worked together on that show. Yeah. Like watching someone like that too, like kind of go from 
you know, zero to a, a, a bajillion, you know, and like change the face of comedy. Like it's fucking, it's gotta be kind of crazy. That's weird with the story with Louie too. It goes back to a prank call. Mm-hmm. I have a prank call where this guy was trying to sell me some like, um, septic system stuff and mm-hmm. i just started riffing i'm like yeah i go yeah well, all my toilets are backed up i go there's so much shit in the toilet i have to take an upper decker and the guy's like what's an upper decker i go when you shit in the top of the tank he's like oh really i never heard i go yeah so i gotta i've taken you know i have to take an upper decker and he's like okay and they used to play that like on the raw dog the comedy yeah. channel all the time or louis had but whenever i would see louis i'd run him once he goes dude that fucking call about the upper decker is so yeah. goddamn funny man it's my favorite prank call of all that, time i was telling steven about that on the drive over i was like one thing jim florentine's kind of known for is like the upper decker like you're the guy who sort of invented that right well, i didn't invent I it, it was, I, I remember as a kid doing it in yeah. jersey we'd just go take upper deckers <laughs> so we'd, go, we'd go to like a house party like kids in high school we'd just take upper deckers in their parents bathroom they got and flush like 40 times to yeah because yeah, yeah. this shit's all on the top of the tank so th- then you cut to like uh, i don't know you know a few years ago and i'm doing a i was doing an episode of californication with uh, pam mm-hmm. adlon his friend yeah. and mm-hmm. she goes i talked to louis last night i was telling him how funny you were and louis like you know what i got a great ep- i got a great idea for an episode for my tv show tell him i want him on my show i got a great idea and she tells me i'm like okay cool and yeah. then i didn't hear anything for like a year and a half I'm like whatever it was yeah. probably just a passing thought and then i get a script and like okay louis wants you to play this role he wrote it for you when he wants to make sure you're on i go i don't even know what it is and <laughs> yeah, i'll you're do like, it I'm in. yeah so i read it and i'm like perfect and he put the upper decker thing in there and i yeah. died taking an upper decker and i was from hearing my prank call my terrorizing telemarketer call and he just yeah. I got a great holy idea holy shit yeah. wow. and then I got submitted for you know uh, best supporting actor for an, for an Emmy for that role oh my god I didn't god. get nominated but I got submitted for it yeah Huge. wow there's no way imagine if I did imagine if I did <laughs> <laughs> imagine if I won and I'm up there taking, taking it up because a guy took an upper decker wow. on TV <laughs> oh my god that's fucking incredible uh, that, was, Pamela. That, that would be like when uh, when 3-6 Mafia won the Oscar you know what I mean that would be about yeah, that right. level Oh, yeah, seriously. And that was the last episode Louis ever did for his TV show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the last episode I was on. I die at the end, and then you know, basically the episode oh, ends, yeah. the season ends, and that's yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that shit? That's insane. Um, what was uh, uh, Pamela? Uh, have you watched? Have you ever watched her show? Uh, no, I hear things? it's great. I did. Oh my god, it's so good. By the way, did you know Pamela Adlin was in an episode of Star Trek? I did movies? not know that. Really? These are things I know. We had we had uh, Pamela's uh, line producer. Yes, the line producer for that for better things just came in a couple weeks ago and chatted with us about putting together a show for Louis and how basically you just don't say no if they whatever they want on the fucking sh- on that fucking show you just make it happen you just figure it out right as opposed yeah. to like other shows where you just kind of you know do the best you can like yeah. with louis whatever he needs to happen on a show you just yeah. make it because she used to work on your show on yeah Nickelodeon. She worked on, on the nick show and it was yeah. just you know every, that's where you got to say no yeah you have to say no constantly because <laughs> that because that show was ridiculous well that's also viacom who is notoriously yeah. cheap i've been working oh. for, them for oh. a long time god they're, they're so fucking cheap have you had one everything started taking off for with you and then your stand-up were people coming to see your shows and expecting you to just play like a recording of, and it was like, do the, play the, like, were you getting odd requests? <laughs> yeah. Play the Upper Decker call. Yeah, well, one one club owner wanted me to put a phone on the stage and make prank calls. I go, that's not going to work. He's yeah. like, that's what you're known for. I go, yeah, but 
It takes time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like it, it could be six or seven calls before, before you get a good one. one. Yeah. There's nobody there. They hang up. Yeah. I go, it's a lot. You know, it's gonna it's gonna fall flat. He's like, well, at least try it. And he tried it. And in the first show, he's like, all right, you're right. You know, people are like, all right, <laughs> enough, because you can't get anybody on the phone. But then also right. when the crank anchor shit hit, you know, it was a publicity po- uh, picture. Uh, when we went to the premiere, I took a picture mm-hmm. next to the puppet, the special ed yeah. puppet, uh-huh. and then it went online, like Radar or Getty Images or whatever. So all the improvs of Funny Bones took that picture and put it outside the club, oh, like I was going to do a puppet like show, a like a ventriloquist act, yeah, yeah, like a Jeff Dunham. So then, and that show was like going through the roof at the time; it was huge. Mm-hmm. So people were coming to the club thinking I was doing, you know, a, a puppet act. <laughs> Oh shit! I, there was kids lined That's up hilarious. like fucking buying tickets and shit like that because they would put that picture up. Like the improv didn't care. Like fuck yeah. that. As long as we get people yeah. in the seats. Yeah. And then oh, I'd be up there. I so started funny. to do my stand up. People were like, "Where's the puppet?" I go, "There's, there's, no, there's puppet. no puppet." Yeah. Like, come on, it's in the picture. I go, "Yeah, there's no fucking puppet." I remember a guy, like a guy who was like 50 years old. I go, "Sir, you're a grown man." I go, "You know what? Close your eyes and I'll and I'll do the voice for you. There's a puppet up here." Wow. So I had so, people be walking out and stuff. Because was kid, that a rough tour? to do then like if no because you know what we like 20 percent would just leave okay like there'd be a mom that took like a 16 year old son i'm like i'm up there doing like homeless jokes yeah. or something you know and yeah. like, what is this yeah because your act is not really one you'd want young kids to see yeah so, so yeah. then it would leave but then i would uh, gain new fans people that came out like oh, i know from that show and like oh, i like a stand-up so mm-hmm. but wow. it did, definitely got weeded out like, yeah it was almost like what bob Saget, but on a, yeah. you know, a whole other level <laughs> when they come see a show like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's fucking incredible man that's amazing but yeah yeah I definitely lost some of the audience, but I'm yeah. like, whatever. I go, I'm not gonna. I probably could have easily made a million to two million dollars if I like got, if you a, got, got that puppet, puppet and did it for did something. Yeah, I just couldn't do it as a comic. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't that, do it. Like, yeah, it's to, not worth it to carry around a trunk. What's that? Yeah, yeah that and just like, what, what do I do after this? Like mm-hmm. after they see it one time? Yeah, because like if you're not back. that, like, yeah, okay, yeah. you look oh, at yeah. say Otto and George. That's what he does. Right. We had Willie Tyler and Lester on our live show, and yeah. that's what he's done for like fifty years. And it's like, that's he's great at it. But I mean, if you're not a puppet he got, guy, he got so uncomfortable. Oh. We started swearing at him and saying <laughs> well, all sorts of fucked up. We had Willie Tyler and Lester on the show, right? And he's like <laughs> super squeaky clean. Uh, he talked about why he never do curses. He do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he did Flip Wilson back in the day. He'd laugh it. I mean, this guy's been around forever. And then you have a neighbor who made a Glickman puppet. I, it's like a Muppet. It's right. like it's and he huge, brought that out. It looks just like me, but it's a Muppet. <laughs> and we we interviewed so we Willie Tyler Lester with the Muppet, and like your puppet's saying all kinds of dirty stuff to his puppet, and it's getting and he's clearly uncomfortable. We made this poor old man upset <laughs> yeah, because right. we were like we're like, hey, why don't we uh, why don't we uh, you know uh, go on you and me go out on the road and leave these two assholes back here in Los Angeles or whatever. And yeah. then he was like, you know, I don't use uh, bad language <laughs> because uh, I don't think it's, I believe it's uh, offensive yeah. to use bad. Like he was just yeah, fucking he- so uncomfortable. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> like, that's great. Screw these two assholes. Um, that's so. That's so ridiculous. Um, that's amazing, man. Well, let's oh, look. I'm going to read you a couple of these things that a couple of these people have oh, yes. said. So and, people wrote in to yeah. us. Uh, telling us about things that are awful that they think are awful, and one mm-hmm. of them uh, we'll we'll let we'll we'll give one of them a, a copy of your book, and you 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 let me know. Okay, so somebody wrote um, camels uh, stepping on your toes. That is from Isn't he bad. Yeah, no, th- that's that was sent to us from someone from Saudi Arabia. So that's <laughs> okay. That's an actual thing. An actual they concern actually, for them. They actually have a concern. That's a real concern. Camel stepping on really? their toes. Yeah. Uh, 30 day old sushi. All right. That's, That'd be pretty bad. That's pretty bad. 
That's from an 18-year-old girl from the Czech Republic. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. That was just, it just says that. It's just, right, sure. Uh, that's, that is uh, just the, some, random, some random kid. Uh, or, There's Eric uh, Trump Jr. Who? Yes. Uh, uh, vegan BLTs. Oh. That's pretty. It's kinda, yeah, that's, that's are, awful. Those are yeah. kind of awful. Uh, let's see what else. What else? We got a couple more. Let's see. Um, spam. Yeah. Do, spam no, like internet spam. Like uh, oh, okay. spam. Yeah. Internet spam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the word. Well, that's even worse because you can't respond to it in a funny way. I mean, that's pretty bad because it's like it's like telemarketing. You can you, a little bit. There's a guy who put out a book called uh, I think it's emails from an asshole. That's him dealing with people like spam, like writing back and forth, and then making it more and more ridiculous. Oh, really? It's that's actually kind of funny. Idea. I have the book. It's it's pretty good. But then that one has to be a book. You can't. There's nothing to look at or. Yeah. It. It's. Uh, but that one's actually pretty good. I think I may have found the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Luca Migravira. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Two. Uh, it's awful when it's 3 a.m. and your roommate starts screaming at her boyfriend while y- and you have a 9 a.m. class. I mean, that's... That's legitimately awful. That's legitimately awful. I don't know if that's the worst, but it is pretty awful. Um, let's see. Anything else? Anybody else have one? Let me take a look. This bit? What? Yeah, this, <laughs> this bit. This bit. Do you think it's pretty awful? I think you might be right. Sick. Uh, how, did, how did you uh, get it when, when you were trying to narrow down things from the podcast into the book? Um, were there certain things that were more awful than other things? Like, how did you kind of make, make the choice of what got to stay in there? Um, you know, like, uh, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff that's awful on Facebook, you know, the Facebook posts. Yeah. Like on my podcast, I, I give out an email address. I say, if you see any bad Facebook posts out there you think I wouldn't like, send them in, and they send them in. So I just read them on the air, look mm-hmm. at them. And what like constitutes, the, uh, like, what are Like people, people looking for attention, like, you know, uh, yeah. you know, on my way to the hospital, and that's it. Right. So then you yeah. got 75. Are you okay? Are you, uh, if, I, if I lived in your town, I'd be there. Keep me yeah. up to date. And you they never right. say anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. they never say anything. And then at the end, finally, oh, it was just a sore throat. Yeah, because they're just looking for attention. You know what I mean? At least go, yeah. hey, I just cut my hand. I don't know if I how many stitches I need, but I'm on my way to the hospital. Whatever. Yeah. At least explain it. Something. But you, they want everybody to go. Okay, so what's wrong? Instead of just telling them, they yep. just throw it out there. Yeah. You know, or the guy you know that lives in Ohio and it's January and he's bitching about the weather. Yeah. You know, Mother yeah. Nature, go home. I'm like, <laughs> I go, I don't, I don't know if Mother Nature saw your page. I looked at your <laughs> friends. <laughs> Mother Nature doesn't follow you, so I don't know how Mother Nature would know. <laughs> yeah. Unless somebody else knows Mother Nature goes, hey, there's a guy in Ohio bitching about you. you better go yeah. check out his page. Like I have a bunch of people I'm friends <laughs> with on Facebook strictly because they have all that kind of annoying stuff. So like, I just do it because. I kind of enjoy seeing yeah, their aggravation. Yeah. So I have tons of people that I'm like friends with that I never have any interaction with. I don't, I might've met them once or twice in my life, but then I just, I, I, I look at their page every day to see whatever nonsense they're up to. Cause it, it fascinates me. Yeah. And, yeah. and the new trend now is people will take pictures like a face, Facebook or Instagram and they'll document uh, like their, uh, their dad dying yeah. mm-hmm. in the hospital. He's in the hospital, then he's dead. I showed they take a picture of him. I clicked a picture the other day. I texted him because somebody posted a picture of their dead mom and I was like, why would 
don't post a picture of your mom right after she died. Everyone I know. wants to see that. And, and they pose next to her, like the bed, like yeah. this. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, how many did you go? No, do, let me see that picture. No, do it again. <laughs> wait, don't hold off. Don't take the body away. Wait, wait. My hair wasn't good in that one. It's weird. Like everything <laughs> comes back around because, like, like filters, fuck? like putting yeah, yeah. Put filters on. Let me get my Snapchat dad look filters. A, yeah, let me get have the my dog dad ears. look a little, you know, more pale. Because <laughs> yeah, the weird thing is, yeah, people used to pale. actually do that. <laughs> Damn it! In like the mid 1800s, that was a thing people would do. Somebody would die and they'd set up a family portrait with that person and it would be like the whole family around a corpse and they'd take a picture with them because this isn't like photography was new yeah it was like a whole thing that they did like you can look up pictures online and it's just like people posing with dead people from like the 1800s it's creepy right it's so weird and then they, yeah. and then they continued at the wake they have the picture of that yeah. coffin <laughs> and, then, and then at the, at, at the funeral like you know the, yeah. the, the <laughs> hole and putting them in the ground and all that stuff and them sad and the picture it's fucking I'm yeah like, it's like how much attention do you need yeah oh my god well look my friend Angela posted uh, one, uh, a thing in, in one of these that just says uh, this this posting is the worst. So, uh, Glazer, would you yeah. read this posting? The because posting? Sure. I, I think this may this may be the, the winner. If that's okay. Oh. You have to judge, though. You tell Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Right, you, so read all of yours? Read, yeah, read as much of it as you can. It's a friend of yours? A friend, a, friend, mm-hmm. a, gr- a girl that I know. She, lives, she doesn't live here. She lives back in New York. Okay. Is she hot? She's pretty hot. Then she's probably going to win. <laughs> Deliver the book personally. <laughs> yeah. back home. Yeah. Here's your, like, I should sign that person. I'm just saying. Hey, no. you know, yeah. I think she might want to, might want you to sign something else too. Uh, them titties. All right. <laughs> I was going to see if you're yeah. going to follow. The, yeah, no, all right, no, no. go for it. If you are a parent of toddlers, do not go to the Sky Zone in San Marcos. They charge the toddlers full price, twelve dollars for thirty minutes. What the hell? <laughs> then net off a specific area so your littles have only 12 squares where they can jump. Additionally, they can't <laughs> access half the park because they're too little, like the basketball and dodgeball areas. Your kid's t- t- a toddler. All right. Um, <laughs> parents of littles can't jump for free, littles. and we are not allowed to sit down or rest at all except for one small square. Oh, or take pictures, or have our phones on us. After the third time of being policed, I gave up and asked for a refund. Check yourself, Sky Zone. Your toddler <laughs> jumping policy is greedy. Very unsatisfied. <laughs> that yeah, that might be. Uh, I think Angela maybe are. I, I, I absolutely, Angela. Yeah, Angela went just as you call her kid the littles. The oh, littles. Jesus All right. Fucking just and, kill and, yourself. And, and, and do you think that the, the toddler really cares? Like no. the toddler's just having fun. She's, She's bouncing up and down. Bouncing up and down with they a bunch don't of other care kids. That the mom can't. Use yeah. A Sorry, you can't camp. look at your fucking Facebook page while yeah. your kid's playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You can't scroll through your Instagram to look at another fucking plate of ravioli. <laughs> you know, oh, they took your phone away. You couldn't take a Oh, I feel so bad. They wouldn't let me use my phone. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, look, I know that you're uh, you're uh, a very busy man. You've got uh, an- another big show you got to do today. But uh, if you're ever in Los Angeles, you know, we would love to have you on the nighttime show live yeah, at the Hollywood Improv. So just sure. I'll take Tiffany's spot. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> done and done. Perfect. I Absolutely. work for 17 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that she sounds, doesn't anymore. That's hysterical. No, but my book's out. Yeah, it's out February 20th. Okay. You get a pre-order, pre-order now. now yeah, on it's Amazon, Amazon Barnes and Noble, all that stuff. Everybody is awful except and you. And what's the full title? Everyone's awful except Everybody you. Everybody is awful except you. Yeah. Great. Oh, and the name genius. of your podcast? Uh, Comedy Metal Midgets. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Out every Monday. What network is that on? Is that on network? Uh, Riotcast. Awesome. 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 Cool. Back on the East Coast. Yeah, the East Coast guys usually use Riot. So, yeah, it's, it's it's all good. So, yeah, pick up the book if you got some inner rage in you. If that, if that post annoyed you... <laughs> 
what that woman wrote about the kid zone or whatever the fuck it was. You'll you'll love the book. I love it. Oh, I great. love it. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to follow you on the uh, you porn? Yeah. Oh, good. You got an active yeah. channel? Chatterbait. <laughs> <laughs> no, just my website, jimflorentine.com. Okay. Oh, By the yeah. way, Chatterbait's phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> just fantastic stuff. Isn't it? They've got. Oh, amazing. It's beautiful. You can get it on your phone, too. <laughs> yes. Really nice. great stuff. Optimized, optimized for the, uh, the new iPhone, which is great. I know. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Technology, huh? Especially the, just the technology for pornography in the last... 10 years, last five years. Well, has you got into that VR stuff for a while. Oh, God damn it. With the that VR, VR goggles. Porn shit. Have you seen the VR porn stuff? <laughs> no. So, oh, Jim. Okay, it'll you know, ruin you know your they life. have POV porn? Yeah. So they do that, and then you wear those like VR goggle things, and right. you put your phone in, and then when you look around, it's, you're like looking up and down, like around the room, and you can see like the girl blowing you or whatever. But like you can look around. You're not just at the one angle. You can. You have full range. Oh, so you can like really I, see the art on the walls. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I'm, I'm not to. looking for you know uh, yeah. you know quick shots. <laughs> I need a two shot here. You know, I'm, I'm not really worried about it. Like if I yeah. watch a movie, I'm like, why are they saying on that shot for like yeah. you know the last seven minutes? It's weird. Or, that's it, a weird angle that they're getting that from. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking weird. There's a a porn star that we're friends with that has come out to our show, and she. Uh, I was watching a VR like porn video where like mm-hmm. where it just it looks like I'm sitting across from you guys like it's like full HD it just everything looks real and she looks wherever, just which, like Mike Glazer whichever too. way you turn your head you can see the light fixtures and the it's all amazing right, right. Mm-hmm. and while I'm in the middle of watching some some girl do something in this video this girl we know walks into the video and we're like. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> like we know we know this girl. Like it was so weird, man. It's Ugh. like I mean, and then just that, like you know, your telephone is now like it's like a more mobile, you know, you know, porn dock basically. Like you can just you can just see things anywhere, as opposed to when I was a kid, where you'd have to like steal a VHS. Yeah. You know, and then find a VHS player. Or I would just record. I remember trading places. I just recorded the nude parts when Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was topless. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. I just have them on my VHS, and I would just look back at that. It was like oh, your sure. own private, very small version of Mr. Skin. Exactly. Just yeah. one scene. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take gla- I feel bad enough after I jerk off. I don't want to go, oh, I got to put my glasses away <laughs> oh, after yeah. I'm oh. done, too. Yeah, it's, so. like, it's too yeah. much, too much yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if, look, yeah. if a girl walks in on you, this is why I had to stop using the, this headset thing. It's like, if a girl girl walks in on you and you're jerking off to like your cell phone or something like this you know that's like maybe you maybe it's embarrassing embarrassing but But if a girl walks in on you wearing a mask you know like a giant (laughs) headset mask with headphones noise counseling headphones that fucking relationship is over you can't recover from that absolutely yeah it's a little too dangerous um all right so uh glazer where can people find you on the internet uh at glazer boo hoo hoo on all the social media sites terrific terrific what about you uh mr walker you can go to funnymat.com find links to everything there or if you want to argue with me about anything you let me know at mattwalkersucks.com absolutely and people do people do yes. and they call you horrible names yeah. on there and i usually deserve it yeah well you're yeah. a piece of shit you know but in a good way <laughs> in a good way uh you can always get me at steven glickman s-t-e-p-h-e-n glickman on twitter instagram youtube and all other uh, social media places uh don't forget to check out the nighttime show live at the hollywood improv february 3rd with uh, who's on that show? Ron Funches. Ian, yeah, Ron Funches, Ian Edwards, House Sparks, House Sparks, Jeremy Piven, Ryan Stout, 
Hunt and uh, so many other amazing people. It'll be a big, big, big night. Lots yep. and lots of fun. And uh, and then, of course, subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. Leave us comments. And and uh, we love you guys for listening. Jim, you're a fucking hero to us. Thank no, you thank so you, much thank for you, coming to hang out, buddy. Absolutely, you man. Bet. Fun. Mm-hmm.